Hello and welcome once again to the XL podcast. Uh, we are back once again talking football. We're back once again talking the World Cup. And this time we are talking about Group E. And Group E is, is one of those groups that everyone looked at and sort of thought, oh, that could be interesting. We have got Spain, we've got Germany, we've got Japan and we've got Costa Rica. You, you sort of think it's probably leaning heavily towards two nations in particular, but... It's World Cup football. It's one 90-minute match per team uh, against each other. Anything can happen. Luckily enough, I have got an excellent man sitting next to me who's able to help and decipher exactly what's going to happen in this group. And that is once again Jack. So welcome, Jack. Uh, group E, are you looking forward to this one? Absolutely. Um, first four groups have been fun to go through and uh, let's get on to the next four. Absolutely. So... Um, we will start off with 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 one of the big hitters, I think, and it's got to be Spain. Um, I I don't know what your opinion is of Spain, but my my opinion is sort of I, I feel like that they're a not necessarily a wounded giant, but I feel like a a giant just starting to find their feet again. And mm. they they had that wonderful twenty ten team that that was filled with unbelievable talent. You know, some of the, some of the greatest players you'll ever see. You know, people like. Uh, it's like Iniesta and Xavi, that that midfield pairing, you know, you had Fernando Torres, David Villa were all in that squad as well. Um, but since then, they sort of have really fallen away. And you, you think twenty fourteen, I think was twenty fourteen the year they got knocked out in the group stage. I think it was or the second. Yeah, round. it was after the four years after winning it, winning it. Uh-huh. Uh, they got they also uh, the time they got beat five one by Netherlands in the first in the opening day of the of the group. And that that was that was the game with um, the the diving header. Yeah, I was gonna say the Van Persie header, which is just one of the great great World Cup goals. Um, I know. So <laughs> it's it's gonna be good to see what happens with that one this time. Uh, with with Spain, I, I think they will recover. I think they'll be a much better type team this time round. Um, unfortunately for them, they they somehow managed to draw Germany in their group, but um. In terms of the big names, who who would you say for Spain this time? I, I know they've got again they're another team that's got a an endless chasm of players, but who do you think are sort of going to be the bigger player for Spain this time round? I mean, it's it's really difficult to say because you said they're like kind of a wounded giants, but I, I and then continue to say that they're going through a lot of changes, and I think this is like the real transitional tournament between their like kind of old school of the, the 2010 era and this is where the, they've got quite a lot of young players going through and this is going to be their first taste of potentially what's to come in at the next Euros and the next World Cup so but up the, also at the other end of the spectrum it's the it's the last dance for a couple of them it's for, for Cesar Aspilicueta and Sergio Busquets to, to name a few um you know, like it's it's gonna be it's gonna be difficult for them. So Busquets is really only one of the last remaining uh, players from from that twenty ten side, which is mental to say. Well, speaking of um, of players from that side, um, I, I don't know if you've seen the news, but there was a um, a pre- preliminary squad released by Spain, and there was a shock name added to the list, um, which was. One of the players from the, the, the sort of that era, and that's uh, Gerard Piquet, who has been included in that um, that initial fifty-five man squad. Mm. 
which uh, I I think is baffling considering he's like fourth or fifth choice centre back. But maybe that he's just decided with all the youngsters he probably needs you know a couple of, of older heads in that squad potentially. Yeah, well, uh, Jordi Alba was another one I, f- I forgot to mention um, left. But yeah, he, he's um, I believe Busquets is the captain and the Alba's the vice captain. So having having PK in there as well, just as an older head, maybe not to play any games. Maybe maybe the last game of the group if if they're if they're through. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, it could be a real help. Of course, he is. He's won the World Cup. He's won two European Championships. He's won so much with Barcelona. He, he knows he knows a thing or two about winning things, and having him in the dressing room alone could be a, a huge help. Exactly. Uh, I I couldn't agree more. Um, and then we think I I believe um, Sergio Ramos is in the fold for selection at the moment but I don't necessarily think he's going to be um, like in the final squad I don't think I, I don't know what the situation is with that but um, you know I'm just looking through this squad of, of sort of potential players and uh, David De Gea not being there are you surprised at that or do you think it, it it's about damn time Um, I don't think it's about time but like I'm not, I'm not really surprised he's been on a bit of a a decline since really the last World Cup was where it really started to begin. He had, he had those howlers in, in the Ronaldo game and it just sort of continued to have a downwards spiral from there. He's had he's had good seasons with United since there, but he hasn't been at his best where he was before before that World Cup and that 2017-18 season where United were second and you'd think maybe they might challenge City next year, but that, that never happened. And I think De Gea is a kind of a part behind to play behind that. But at the same time, who else? Who else would they really play in in, in goal? He's sort of like that, like um, Pickford a few years ago, where you're like, well, we can't really play anyone else there, but Pickford's usually good for us. So yeah, I, with, I believe that the, the the five names that have been sort of chosen as as the five is um, is Kepa, who obviously is is, is on absolute. You know, a mad one with Chelsea right now. He's playing really well with them, um, and then it's 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 two other Premier League names. Funnily enough, and uh, David Raya from Brentford, Sanchez and, and, and Sanchez at Brighton. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, it's interesting that in, in a, a an English league, he's the fourth choice Spanish goalkeeper. I would actually say fifth yeah. choice because I'd have Vicente White over that. But hey, you know, just bias. Uh, sixth choice, get Adrian in there. Ah, there you go. Don't forget Adrian. Adrian, <laughs> but uh, it's it's going to be interesting to see see what happens with the fall of that because I believe that Eric Ten Hag has made his comments clear and he he's not impressed. I think it's the right word to use. But um, yeah, for me, I see the biggest problem with that team not being potentially the defense or even the midfield. I I see it being the attack. I, most yeah. big nations in the world have a good striker. They don't. What what? Where do you see the goals coming from in that squad? As much as I don't think he's a very good player or worth as much money as he's been floating about in the top European teams for the last six years, is Salvador Morata. And he's, he's 30 now. He seems to be the, the the main money laundering scheme within top European sides. But <laughs> he's got 27 goals in 57 games for Spain, which isn't awful. Um, if he can find decent enough form going into this World Cup it, sh- it should be alright like 
Obviously, they don't just want all right, but it yeah. could be good enough to to get them decent, like get decently through. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's sixth, he's joint sixth in the all time goal scores for Spain with with Fernando Morientes, oh. and he's two behind um, Fernando Hierro, the, their former manager. Like he's only he's only got he's got eleven less than Fernando Torres in about half the games that Torres played, which isn't a bad record at all. I, and if he can, if he can get some, if he can get scoring at that World Cup, then who knows? Who knows? He's he's, he's only thirty, but at the same time, only thirty. It could be his last World Cup, so he might have a point to prove. Yeah, it it, it always feels like that he's he's sort of a a bit of a a joke player to an extent, and I, I think that you know you, you've made some very good points in that aspect. The fact that he is actually you know a better player than people maybe make him out to be, but um. It would be nice to see Murata go out and actually prove that he is a top striker like he he, he has sort of floated around being for the last God knows how long. But um, yeah, I'm going to be intrigued. I I, I don't have faith in him, but we shall see what happens there. Um, However, we need to move on to another team and I think we need to hit the other big hitter and that is um, the Germans who, again, they've been hurting. Um, Yeah. Try to find more information. There we go. Yeah, they've been hurting really badly in the last um, sort of four years since um, Joachim Love left. They they brought in Hansi Flick, who um, was in charge of Bayern. Was it? Yeah, he was. He was the one who was in charge of Bayern. Um, he he joined them sort of last summer, and I mean that that German team on paper should be dominant in 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 multiple matches this this tournament, shouldn't they? Yeah. Yeah, realistically, yes, but we know we know all about on paper, and then when it comes to the actual, the actual thing, it doesn't always live up to to what we see. Uh, but I think the most important thing to note going into this is, along with Ronaldo and Messi and Lewandowski, this is going to be it's going to be Thomas Muller's last last World Cup potentially, and he's a former World Cup winner. With with the German team and yeah, he's got he's gonna want to go out with a bang. He doesn't want to go out in the in the round of sixteen or the group stage and lose to lose to Spain. He's gonna want to be leading that line and making things happen. And it's it's almost it's not being disrespectful or anything, but it's it feels weird that you know. Thomas Muller is, is that old. He's, he seems to have been around forever, but he doesn't really seem to have been... He just bangs goals in, but has sort of remained in the background of that German team. Even though he, he scored a lot of goals, you just sort of think... You think of Germany, you always think of other players, don't you? And even though he's... Closer. Been, yeah, exactly. You, you, you think players like Closer, you think, you know, Philip Lamb. You think, uh, you know, even going back a little bit, you think players, players like Balak and that when they were playing for the team. But even now, if you think Germany... The first players that you probably mention are going to be uh, Joshua Kimmich and probably Kai Havertz are probably the first two names that will come to your head. So again, you're not really thinking about yeah. Müller, but he's been a hell of a servant for that German team, hasn't he? Yeah, 118 caps going into this tournament. Um, and unless, oh, well, actually, he's got he's got five more than Neuer. So, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, he sits fifth in the all time, and he'll he'll have um. As well, as long as they get through the group stage, he will surpass um, Schweinsteiger for for caps. Yeah, and and again, um, 
it's, it's another name that people would talk about more is Feinsteiger. People sort of think Feinsteiger is sort of a, an absolute, you know, unit for Germany, and and a lot of people sort of overlook Müller. So, um, mm-hmm. the one the one other thing I suppose that you know I talked about Spain's lack of of, of sort of bite and firepower up front. You know, we've already mentioned Thomas Müller, uh, but Timo Werner, he's back in Germany. He's back in Leipzig. And he looks like he's back to scoring goals again, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, his confidence is probably still taking a huge knock from that awful period with Chelsea where he got he got 10 goals in like 50 or so games in the Premier League across the, the two seasons he was there. And I'm sure it's going to take some time to get back to where he was before he left for the Premier League. But this could be a good chance to do it. This could be a good chance to show everyone that hey, I, I'm back and I'm I'm better than I was before I left. I I, uh, I, I, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but I literally have just seen in the last sort of minute or so that um, apparently he limped out of tonight's game against uh, Shakhtar. Oh! <laughs> after 17 minutes. <laughs> oh dear. Oh. Dear God, yeah, we, we've absolutely jinxed him. But um, yeah, he, he he limped out of the game. Um, so hopefully, hopefully he stays fit because we don't want to see big players missing out on big tournaments and see him not at the World Cup would be, I'd be disappointed because I I think Timo Werner, you know, we think we think pre Chelsea Timo Werner was probably right up there with the best strikers in in Europe at the time, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, you you definitely be in the list or there or thereabouts. Like you know, like a lot of people will be saying, "Oh, well, that's only the Bundesliga," but he was doing it in the Champions League as well. Like you still banging them in with, with Leipzig and in, in every tournament he played in, and um, he's grabbing goals with with Germany as well at the time. But I, I don't know. It's it's just never. It doesn't seem to have found that like second level. Like he was brilliant at Leipzig but he, he didn't find it once he went to, to England he's come back and yeah but hopefully he's not injured I want to see him at the World Cup and I want to see what he can do on the big stage absolutely when he's but, their, their main man um, the, the, one, the one I will say is and, and a lot of people might not know of him I think anyone who plays FIFA probably will but um, the, there, there is another German striker sitting in the wings who has been absolutely banging them in at the moment and that's um a German player that plays for uh, I think it's Werder Bremen and that's uh, Niklas Furkrug. Um he, he's been I think he's scored something like 10 goals already this season for, for Werder and and to be fair he, he's he's doing well with them um, be interesting to see what he can do if he does end up going into that team um, do you know much about him yourself Carol? Oh not really other than really what you mentioned on, on FIFA of course he got me a player of the month uh-huh. Uh, card come out for him in on, on FIFA, but I, I think that says there's a lot so in the fact that from FIFA and yeah, but I think that says a lot itself in the life. fact that um you know he managed to get Player of the Month ahead of a Bayern player, ahead of uh, an Union Berlin player, and ahead of a, a Dortmund player. Yeah, but, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so yeah, you, you get to sort of expect him. To... Go on, sorry, sorry, I, I. Yeah, go on. Oh, every now and again, but they do have they do have quite a few young strikers uh, waiting in the wings. You got Lucas Dementia, 
uh, from uh, Wolfsburg. And, uh, <laughs> Look at the major. <laughs> I cannot pronounce names, especially German ones. In Ket, in, in Ket, no, that's not in Ketcha. It's it's similar to that, though, isn't it? Nemecha, Nemecha, something, something. Yeah. So it's sort of like I said, the the day. But Karim Adeyemi as well is another one. It looks like he's pro- he was promising at, at Salzburg, but he hasn't really shown much yet. But he is only twenty, so so he's got he's got time, and he he has got a call up recently as well for with Germany. So yeah, um, it looks like it could be a good squad for Germany once again. Um, but I think we 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 best talk about the other two teams in that group as well. Um, yeah, and I believe I might be wrong in this, but I believe that the the first one of the first teams to announce their final squad for the World Cup, the actual final final squad, um, Japan next on the list, and they've actually announced their full um, twenty six player team, um, mm. which I'm not going to lie. Pretty- yeah, it, it, there, there, there's some good variety in there. There's some good players there. But the one thing that I, I've seen from a, a Scottish perspective is is, is a surprise that uh, Daisan Meda is in the squad and um, Kyogo isn't in the squad. That's the one headline I've sort of seen in Scotland anyway, is the fact there's a lot of surprise that Kyogo isn't there. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's looked really, really on it in the, in the SPFL this season. Um yeah, I was really shocked by that, not to see him in. Yeah, and, and, and again, he's he's a good goal scorer, he's a good technical player, and, and I expected to see him in that squad, so it's a bit of a surprise, but um, we think of Japan, you sort of, the, the, the bigger names that I would expect to be there are there, so obviously uh, Tommy Yasu's in there, um, yeah. th- there's the boy from Mönchengladbach, Kitakura is in there, uh, Minam- Minamino, uh, Kubo from Sociedad. Um, you've also got Kamada at Frankfurt. So, and and Takuma Asano, who is he's sort of one of those players that a lot of Japanese fans expected more of by now, and he's not quite got there yet. So this could be his tournament. Yeah. Um, and the other one I would mention is uh, Waitaro Endo, who plays for Stuttgart. Very good midfielder. Yeah, he's he's been good this season. But overall, what what do you make of that that squad that they've got? Um, it's it's a lot of a lot of European based players, isn't there? Yeah, um, I'm I'm just like I'm looking at their their attack, and like I'm seeing I'm seeing good things from everywhere else in the team, but I'm not too sure about their attack going into this. They're just not planning on scoring any goals. He <laughs> <laughs> draws, and it's like, yep, they'll do. Get us the penalty shootouts into the group into the into the knockouts. Like based on on current form, uh, there 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 are three strikers in in their leagues have uh, two goals, three goals, and um, two uh, yeah, two goals, two goals, and three goals. Like, I it's it's interesting, but I, I'm I haven't really seen any of them play, so I can't judge too much. So I'm sort of going in blind with Japan, where they get it very easily just turn around and surprise me and. And say, oh, this wasn't our final squad. Here's Kazuki Honda. He's he's here to play at forty years old. <laughs> and, and and that that is it. I think that there there's always going to be that little bit of a surprise, considering you think of the fact that um, there are, you know, like, like you think of, of the fact that Celtic obviously they found Kyogo, um, 
as, as an example yeah. it's like they, they brought in sort of three or four japanese players and all of them have done well over here and it's almost like oh actually you know what there is some talent out there and, and i think back further like you know the, the, the big name for me was always um shonsuke nakamura who was just a yeah. wizard of free kicks you know one, one of the greatest free kick takers of all time let's be brutally honest with that um he he could hit a free kick from anywhere but it's like you know people hadn't really heard of him and then suddenly he came to scotland and just started taking the absolute piss yeah um so yeah there, there are always going to be players out there who are like that um I, I i'm still baffled at the fact that kyogo is not gone especially with the fact that i know for a fact last season he scored a, a like double digits goals in in about 20 games and this season mm. so far, he scored. I've just had a look. He scored seven goals in fourteen games, and five of them have been in the Champions League. So, seven goals in nine games, and he's not going to the World yeah. Cup. That that for me is 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 madness. But you know what? The decision's been made on that one. I think they've made a massive mistake not including him. Yeah, um, I'm sure there's probably all the Celtic fans out there. I completely agree with you. Yeah, but... I I think even even um, a few Rangers fans will probably be sitting thinking the same thing even though they do hate Kyogo for different reasons obviously so (laughs) but uh, who is left in the group Jack oh um someone (laughs) let me me quickly check (laughs) it's Um, Costa Rica Costa Rica of course yes I'm gonna forget a very memorable 2014 tournament (laughs) <laughs> yeah they're, they're, do you know what they're one of those ones again that, that sort of I, I feel like they've never really sort of made additions to their squad it's just the same players every single tournament again it, is that sort yeah. of your thought of them as well yeah yeah they just need to get their, their wallet out for the, the transfer windows like, I don't know what they're doing <laughs> just, uh, but yeah uh, no I completely agree like they're coming in each each tournament and you have sort of have that same same package of players like similar to Poland that I mentioned earlier and um, I'm sure there's another one that I mentioned but I can't really remember at the mo- at the moment but yeah looking at their their squad like their squad you got quite a lot of players uh, hitting hitting their 30s or already in their 30s like Joel Campbell for for an example he had a very good tournament um for them um eight years ago now fuck fuck me I know um, I know it's that long ago. <laughs> Yeah, he used to play for Arsenal, but I think he, he only ever played a handful of games for them and went on, on loan like 200 times. I, I always yeah. remember he played for a team, and I cannot remember which team it was, right? But he played against Man United and scored an absolute worldie against them. Oh. And it was like, it was in a European competition. Uh, but there there's one for you and uh, think about. But yeah, I remember him scoring. Oh. What was that? Villarreal? No. I found it. It was Olympiacos. Olympiacos. Yeah. I remember what? I remember watching the game thinking, that guy still plays? Oh wow, okay, that's quite a good goal. And it was it was literally like twenty five yards out he just placed it in the bottom corner. Yeah. Yeah. But um yeah, he's one of those he's sort of always been there, but he's just sort of, you know, he He's, he's another one of those kind of just journeymen who goes to all these clubs on loan from Arsenal. Doesn't really make it anywhere, does he? No, yeah. That's it's unfortunate, but like at the same time, he's he's still going. Like he's, he's only 30, which is just 
pretty crazy what? to think that he was he was twenty two. <laughs> he was twenty two for that um twenty fourteen tournament with a mate. <laughs> it genuinely feels like he's been around forever. Yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, he's only thirty. He's got one hundred and eighteen caps for his country and twenty five goals. So it just says all you need to know about him, really. I. <laughs> Did you say this 25 goals? What, sorry? Did you say 25 goals, sorry? Yeah, 25 goals, yeah. In 100... Oh, that, 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 that's mental figures, but... Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. you sort of think of that squad, and, and there's not really anybody new that you're like, oh, okay, he could be quite good. It's just sort of the same names, like Brian Oviedo. Um, <clears throat> where, where was he? Was it Sunderland, I think he was at? Um Oh, I think I think you're on this. Like, um, no, I think it was. Was it Sunderland? Oh, yeah, it was Sunderland. He was like the left, the left back, right? Yeah, Um, for Everton before that. Yes, he did play for Everton. I forgot about that. Yes, um, and then the other one being uh, Brian Ruiz is another name that was sort of we always hear from. He'll probably be included in the squad as well. I believe he's back in like uh, Mexico potentially, or or. Or Chile, he's he's playing in that way now. But um, he's their captain, I I think. He was he was. I remember when was it? Who was it? There was a big club that signed him, wasn't there? That people were like, okay, this kid could be quite special, and then he just never quite made it, did he? Um, was a Fulham. He he did play. Played for Fulham, I believe, but I wasn't sure. I don't think he was that young whenever, whenever he signed for them, though. 2011's when he signed for them so what 26 25 26 he would have been at the time yeah because he was in that 20 team of course he was went oh of course the 20 team that won the uh the dutch league under steve mclaren Mm. that's why it was yeah because he was there and everyone was like oh he looks like a very good player and he ended up sort of being a bit meh for for fulham and he did okay at sporting lisbon um, but yeah, it's another one of those players that you sort of think, think he'll turn up in this tournament and just be amazing, and we sitting here slagging him off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, he was a bit, a bit washed up once he left the Dutch league. He turns up, turns up in the beach Spain. They both beat Spain and Germany. <laughs> Brian Oviedo hat trick in each game. <laughs> Brian Oviedo hat trick. I mean, I I, th- I think he'd be putting you know money on the lottery at that point if he scores a hat trick against <laughs> either one of them. So. Um, uh, right, so we've gone through the four teams. Um, I, I think it's, it's quite clear to see who we think will go through, but I think we may as well go through the fixtures. So, first of all, we're going to go with the first game of the group, which is Germany versus Japan. Oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to go straight out there, 2-0 Germany. I, I'm i tempted to agree with you on that one. I actually think it could be more. I'm going to say three, um, but I, I think it looks like a Germany win. I don't see Japan scoring against that German team. Yeah. Um, and then Spain... I, Japan's one of those teams I always want to see do well, but I just don't see if they are going to come up and beat these teams like Spain and Germany, even Costa Rica. Where are they going to get the goals from? Yeah, and that that that's my worry as well. As I think you, you, it's it's that thing of 
if they had somebody who who scored a lot of goals, you could say, okay, yeah, that that's the person. But no, 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 no. I, I yeah. don't see it like you could you could say that for teams like we, we've went through already, like even Iran and Tunisia. Mm-hmm. Like there's someone you could point to that you're like, well, if they're going to get goals, it's going to be from him. Yeah. Like there's not even it's not really anyone I can really think of for Japan. Correct, but that's where we might get surprising. You know, like somebody like uh, some person in midfield, or even Asano might just end up turning up and scoring banks of goals. But I, yeah, I, or, or you just. You just give um, Minamino a Liverpool shirt with a Carabao Cup badge on the side and say, "Here, go, go out of me." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then he suddenly becomes, you know, prime, <laughs> like original Ronaldo, and then just scores, you know, seven goals in the good yeah. stages. <laughs> All right. So, Spain versus Costa Rica. What are we making of this one? I think it's not a pretty straightforward one. I think. I don't think it'll, there'll be many goals in this group, but like, if there are going to be goals, it's going to be in Germany games. So I'm going to say I'm going to go for a comfortable one 0 for Spain. I I'm tending to agree with you. I, I I'm I'm gonna you know I'll give you the one 0 in this one. I think it probably gonna be maybe two, but I I don't see it being more than that. I I don't see Spain yeah. scoring a lot of goals, and I think you know we touched it already. They've not got that out and out striker, the number nine that can put the ball in the back of the net, and then. Sometimes relying on wingers is a good thing, and in other times it's a big disaster. So, um, yeah, that that's my opinion on that one. I think we're we're both agreeing that Spain are going to struggle to score a lot of goals. But, um, right, the next one, I'm going to go to the other game first. So we're going to go Japan Costa Rica. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to go with a, a one-one draw. Um, I don't think either of them are going to get through the group, and I don't think either of them are going to pull a win off against the other for thirds. Uh, I'm just going to say um, a draw for them. and So, well, a 1-1 draw. I, yeah, I'm I, I, I'm almost leaning towards a 0-0 draw, if I'm being honest. I don't see either team scoring goals, but... Um, yeah. Yeah, you know what? Are you happy to go with 0-0 draw? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm happy with that. I, 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 I think both teams, you know, they, they look rather... Uh, you know, Joe Campbell at 30 years old, I'd is he going to be scoring goals? I, 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 I don't think so. You know, 25 goals in 100 and something games, that doesn't strike me as somebody who's going to bang a lot of goals in. But, you know, it's, yeah. it's, this is a team who finished fourth in the um, the American um, side of things, which is normally where they finish anyway. Um, but they, they finished joint on points with the USA, so you've got to give them a little bit of respect, Costa Rica, but... I, I'm struggling yeah. to back them in this one. So um, I think I think that was just more um, USA underperforming than Costa Rica overperforming. Exactly that. Yeah. Um, right. It's time for the big game of the group: Spain Germany. Who are we going for? Oh. See, I think it's going to be another one where everyone's going to be excited for it, and uh, it's going to be what similar. To France and Denmark uh, four years ago, where there's that, oh, this should be a good game. The the winner finishes top of the group, and Spain and Germany have won their first two games pretty comfortably. And I think it's going to be a game where they this this, this is the middle game. Oh, this is the middle game. This is the middle game. Yeah, retract that then. Retract that. Um, No, if if that's the case, then I'm going to go Germany uh, two one, two one Germany. Oh, I I had written down three one. But I, I will go with two one. I'll 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 accept that. Yeah, I, I think it's a Germany win in this situation. Um I, I, I 
yeah, I, I, I think Spain need to score three goals. If, if it was the end of the group and they'd already got their two wins, I'd, I'd say they would have uh, rotated uh, their squads and just went down and it would have been a nil-nil draw. But because it's still the Sony game two, I'd say, yeah, they're, they're both going to go at it. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm happy to back that one anyway. So, um, and, then, and then the final games of the group, um, we've got Costa Rica versus Germany. Mm. Uh, um, how many goals did Germany score is my question that, that's my honest one depends who they have with them like we're still I'm still struggling to see if Lerner doesn't come and he's injured now are they going to get a lot of goals and if so where are they coming from maybe Havertz goes into striker he's played there a few times for Germany um, yeah I'm going to say I'm going to say 3-0 3-0 Germany Against Costa Rica. Okay. Um I will Yeah, I'll I'll back that up. In terms of your, your question there about where do the goals come from, I, I, I think you are missing a couple of names in terms of, you know, people who will be involved in that. So I, I'm I'm thinking, um in terms of your know, attackers, you've got Leroy Sani, you've got Serge Nabry, obviously Havertz yeah. going in that striker position. Uh, Adeyemi from Dortmund, I think I can see him scoring some goals. Um Jamal Musiala, uh, midfielder at Bayern, he, he, he's capable of scoring goals as well. So I think there there's a good variety of goals to come from the squad, um, even without uh, Werner being there. I, I I think if Phil Krug's in there as well, I, I, don't, I think he will score some goals for that team because he's good enough. See, to if do it so. feels like one of those tournaments where you see them see them going quite far, and then you look at the, the goal scoring and. It's all come from their midfield, and there's like they've got like two other strikers come, and they've got no goals. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I could completely see that. You know, um, you know, Thomas Miller scored like one goal in the tournament or something like that, and then like yeah, you know, like yeah. you have Nabry and and Sané both on four each or something. Yeah, like exactly that. that. Yeah, so um, I wouldn't be surprised at all with that. So I, I, I I'm gonna go three 0 as well. I think that's a good score in that one, and that brings us yeah. very nicely to our last game of the group, and that's Japan versus Spain. Yeah, um, I think very similarly to the Costa Rica game. Um, I think it's just going to be Spain dominating the midfield, and every chance Japan get, they don't really have someone very capable to to take that chance. And I think Spain are just going to punish every mistake they make. Uh, they're, they're, like Spain are very, like, they've always been a very midfield. Like, they dominate their midfield, keep possession of the ball, not really score that many goals, but not matter. Um. So I'm gonna say Spain, similar, very similar to the Costa Rica game, but I'm gonna say Spain get a second goal and they win that game two 0 Okay, uh, yeah, I'd written down one 0 Spain, but I, I'm happy to back you up on that one with two 0 I think yeah, you're you're spot on there. I can maybe see Japan nicking a goal in this game, um, mm. just because you know counter attack it sometimes can be lethal, and I think if they've got enough there, they'll be able to maybe do something with it. But I think yeah, realistically, I, I think you've got to look at. Um, you, you've got to look at a Spain win, probably with a comfortable control. You know, you look at that midfield of, of Pedri, um, Gavi, that the, sort of the, the two from Barca that have really sort of come into their own. Um, they Don't forget be, about Thiago as well. It, if yeah, exactly. Exactly. If Thiago's fit as well, that 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 midfield it has the ability just to really bore people off the pitch, and it's not meant yeah. to sound in a negative way, but that that's sometimes what they'll do. They'll just bore, like you know, suck the life out of the game and control it. Um, yeah, like 
went pretty under the radar. Like, but they, they did that quite a lot in 2010. They they got a goal and then they just soak up all all the pressure and just hold possession for like 30 minutes at a time. Exactly, and sometimes it's all you need to do. It, it it's playing smart, yeah. and that that's ultimately what they are doing. So it's yeah, I I'm I'm thinking that. Yeah, that they're probably going to do that in in more than just the group stage. I think they'll they'll probably end up nicking maybe a bigger result because of the fact that they're playing like that in the um, in the the knockout stage potentially. So, um, however, yeah. that that does complete the group, um, and that means that Germany will win that group um, with Spain mm-hmm. second as expected, and then the other two teams both finishing on one point each. That won't happen. There's not a hope in hell that'll happen. Um, I I think we're going to see more goals than we're probably given on, but. Um, I, I, yeah. I think yeah we're, 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 be, we're being honest that's what our opinions are and our opinions are right so that that's ultimately it so um, <laughs> yeah so that that puts it Germany in as the uh, E1 team and Spain in as the E2 team interesting thing from this is that Germany will go into the side of the draw as the uh, Netherlands and Argentina and France and it would put Spain on the other side of the draw with the England-Senegal game um, yeah. and Denmark-Mexico. So potentially it looks like it could open up in a nice way for Spain or England or Senegal or Denmark. Not Mexico, because, mm. yeah. <laughs> um, but it looks like it could open up nicely in that way for them. So um, definitely something to keep an eye on. But um, ultimately that's us done with Group E. Uh, we will be back very soon with our uh, next group, Group F, which is the Belgium group. So make sure you tune in then. Um, and if you haven't heard the other ones before already, make sure you go back and listen to uh, to Group A, Group B, Group C and Group D. Uh, we've even had some guests for a couple of them. And um, for Group F and G, probably H as well, we're probably going to get some more guests coming in. So uh, make sure you tune in and hopefully you're enjoying it so far. But um, from myself and from Jack, it's uh, thank you very much and see you later.